Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. <clears throat> you're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, adventures, and ghosts. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched Hell House LLC. Hell House LLC is a 2015 American found footage horror film written and directed by Stephen Cignetti. Set five years after an unexplained set of events caused the death of 15 tour-goers and staff on the opening night of a Halloween haunted house tour, a documentary crew travels back to the scene of the tragedy to find out what really happened. Thomas fucking Reed. Sean. James Carney. Tell me. Tell Damo. Tell the people. Why the fuck did you make us watch this movie? <laughs> uh... Well, we year of fear, and yeah. we we wanted to you know make sure that we're hitting movies that scared us. And I was trying to think of things that I'd seen recently that had that had scared me. Mm. And I think found footage as a genre scares the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah. because it forces you to look like you are you are like you can't look away because you're the camera, mm. and it's so fucking rude. And they often do the worst things. And I was like, I watched this movie. Uh, it scared me. There were some bits in it that were really fucking terrifying. And I thought, if I've watched this movie, so do you two. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if I saw it, so did Dog. you. Yeah. I'm not a good yeah. friend. Well, I'd like to call out uh, my wife's letterbox review. A classic. She really sums up the experience of, of Sean and I having, yep. having and herself having yep. watched this movie. Yeah. Here we go. Let's, let's hear it. Yep. So she says, Ugh, this scared the shit out of me. Fuck you, Tom, and fuck the year of fear. I mean... That's what I say when I wake up every morning. <laughs> fuck you, Tom, or fuck the year of fear. Both things. A bit of both. Yeah, 2022 is Sean's least favourite There's year. also There's also a, a, bit of a bit of a secret for the listeners where I got a message from Sean while he was watching this movie. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know what? I'm actually going to get the message up because I think it needs to be read out in its entirety as well. It's, it's very brief. It's not, a, it's not a really long one. This episode will just be us reading messages from our phone. <laughs> So all it said was at about 9.50 at night, I just got a message out of nowhere from Sean that says, Tom, I hate you with my whole heart. (laughs) (laughs) The the passion, the passion behind that. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's very funny. Uh, and I would like to take a guess, Sean. Mm. 
at when you sent that message, and I want you to see if I'm I jog the memory. Before you do, I don't know if I you you yeah you'll have to jog the memory because I don't know. I can tell you the rough minute mark, but yeah, you go. What do you think it was? So I think it is the biggest. It came after or during the scene where the biggest scare happens. I think in the whole film. Oh, that's what I'd love to hear too, because you guys, this is one of those ones where. Regrettably, you both had watched it prior to me. <laughs> the dream, the dream, yeah, the dread, the slow. No, no, dreadful. the dream. That's I said the dream. Oh, the dream, <laughs> no, the dread. <laughs> Rhymes with dead, which you will be. Yeah, so I had that building up, and I was like, oh god, I don't. Oh, why, 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 why did I do this show? Why? Did, oh, fuck, mm. panic. Um, found footage rattles me. It does. Was it earlier in the film for you, Sean? Uh, no. So I messaged you. It would have been probably exactly at the midpoint. I was about forty-five minutes in. Okay. Yeah, I know exactly the point that it is. <laughs> so it is. I'm I'm hundred percent right then. So it's the scene. Uh, which so Damon and I were saying that, and because we did see this separately, we were talking about how it's again because it's a found footage. There are a lot of big scares in it, and it's 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 not the scariest movie we've we've watched. I don't think, but it has. Two of like if we were making a hall of fame of big scares, this probably is in it, and it is the scene where is it Paul, the filmmaker guy, mm. is in the bedroom, and the ghost girl comes up under the sheet, and he lifts it up, and her face is right here. I reckon that's later than forty five. Oh, okay. because my experience of the film was that it did this thing. I was going to message you guys. It took its time, and I was like, I really appreciate. I personally mm-hmm. love when a horror movie does this. Take as long as you want for the run-up to the scares. <laughs> this movie didn't really go off the chain until like the last 25 minutes. Mm. There yeah, was yeah. there was a real slow build-up. So I, I don't think it had got that. I think basically at the 45-minute mark, I think it was just the building, building, building dread. And I was just like, fuck this show. Fuck Tom Reed. I hate you with my whole heart. Yeah. And then- Things escalated. Yeah. No, it's a huge build. It's a huge build. I agree. And I actually think it's like, it's such an interesting film where it's, I think a lot of the build and the fact that the scares are so contained to the last little bit is because of its budget. Obviously, it's a lower budget film. But I think like, I actually, I've got a lot of respect for this film. I don't think it's, it's definitely not my favorite or anything like that. But I do think the way they built the scares in, like Holly was having a terrible time. I was somewhat okay. And it might've even been, because she was having a terrible time, which sounds super rude, but I think I was like, no, you're so scared that I'm not going to be that. Like, I didn't need to to be that scared. I think if I'd watched it on my own, I would have had a worse time. Mm. Call it machismo or bravery or whatever. But I think weirdly, because she was genuinely not happy to the point that obviously her review uh, referenced that fact in her fuck you, Tom. She's never going to speak to me again. That's going to be, that's going to be, I'm dead to her. I'm off the Christmas card list. I'm off it all. <laughs> <laughs> I think whatever film she reviews next, it can have nothing to do with you. She'll still slip in a fuck you top. I will. <laughs> I've potentially ruined the life of your wife. <laughs> well, it got, it got to the point where, where I said to her about three or four times, you don't have to watch this. I do because of this dumb podcast. You don't. If you need to go, go. Because she was having that un- that bad a time, basically. Yeah. She stuck it out. Bless her. But I actually think, yeah, it was it was because she was having such a bad time because of that build. Like there was so much like this film had so much potential in its scares with like obviously the setting, but the mannequins were just awful. Like the fact they just start moving, like not even like not even jump scares. Just they're they're just in different spots yeah. than what they should be. Like it's just those slow little details, mm. and even the scare. 
Like, I think if you want to look at the whole thing and you, you talk about the slow run-up, even the big scare that I mentioned with the, the sheet and the girl, yeah. that scene takes fucking ages to get so to the jump. So long, yeah. I tell you what it reminded me of. Yeah. You know, oh. you know that Bigfoot one we watched? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Blanking on the name. But yeah, it, it reminded me of the scene where they're in the tent and we're hearing it all. Willow Creek. Willow Creek, thank you, yeah. yeah. And like that one was really good because the start of that scene, you are on edge. You're so on edge and it's building and it's building and then the air went out of the balloon because after a while you're like, oh, this they've got nothing to build to. Where for this one, I actually think they kind of nailed that. That scene rocked me in a very unfortunate way in that I was very scared and, and shit my pants, but mm. my wife was more scared, so I was like... Oh, it's all cool, love. We're fine. We're good. Damo's brave. Damo's a good boy. Uh, but no, they timed it right, whereas like a big build-up and then, yeah, when the f- the bloody sheet came off and there she was, it was awful. It sucked big time. And I do think this movie mostly did really well on that. And it's because, yeah, the mannequins are creepy and the masks are creepy on their own. Like, I honestly think those clown masks, taken out of context of the film, if someone just handed me that clown mask, I would be uncomfortable. I wouldn't like it. So, like, having just knowing, like, okay, we're low budget, but if we get things that are intrinsically creepy and scary and then we just give the idea of what we could do with them, it automatically is sort of allowing room for the audience to audience's imagination to fill in those blanks and almost pre-scare themselves before they have to do any heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. I have to disagree. Ooh. I think the run-up is way too long. Oh. And this will be tailored to different people's mm-hmm. taste and experience with horror films. But for me, the run-up was so long, in fact, I looked at my phone at a certain point just to check the time. And I was like, I'm pretty sure there's only 25 minutes left mm. to go in this movie. And I'm like, that's that's too much. Particularly when, and this is my biggest issue with the film, every character in it is a dumb fuck who I do not care about. You talked about this uh, when we did the Saw episode, Damo, mm. where you've got that sort of balance between the fear that you have for yourself watching a horror film yeah. and the fear you have for a character. Mm. This is 100% for me, fear for myself. No fear at all for character because I don't give a fuck about any of yeah. them. They're all dipshits and- yeah, I don't even really have any empathy for any of them because they're just... To me, they were kind of nothing characters, which is bizarre because the movie spends so long with them mm. in the lead up to scares. Yeah. You get the scares sprinkled throughout it. But by the time this movie was ready to sort of pull the trigger and go off the fucking chain, right? it, it was not going to affect me as much anymore. In fact, I would say in the what they would hope is the scariest part of the film... Mm-hmm. I reached a point where I wasn't really scared anymore. I was just kind of like, yeah, okay, a little bit unpleasant, and I'm sort of just bracing a little bit for um, cheapo sort of jump scares. Right, but right. yeah, the best chance to get me was in the first half of it, the building of the dread, mm. and then um, you said before letting the air out of a balloon. That's such a perfect thing to say about a horror film because mm. it happens a lot, and it happened with this Willow Creek where they're in the tent for too long. Yeah. This movie is that tent. Right. They're, they're yeah, in that yeah. situation for too long. Oh, really? Yeah, for me and and. This fucks me up because it is similar to As Above, So Below. Mm. And I thought about that a lot today after watching this. And I'm starting to think that that's the scariest movie I've ever seen. That's the one that kind of has lingered with me heaps. Yeah, This had the potential to do it, but didn't stick the landing. And I don't care about the characters. And that's a big thing. That's, I think. The, right. that's why, Sean. As Above, So Below. Yeah. The, the two leads in that, the two explorer archaeologists, everyone in that mm. camera crew, bar the sort of French guys who are a bit weird, you care about. Yeah. yeah. But even the French guys, you... You, you sort of, maybe you don't care about it, but there is like a connection where I just found it so weird that in this film, maybe maybe it's just because there were so many opportunities. We'll talk about this when we talk about, you know, did they act wisely, mm. but there were so many opportunities for this to go a different way and they just 
they close their eyes to it yeah, at every possible yeah. chance. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like even when Tom, so the, the three of us caught up the other night, and Tom and I had a little whispered conversation about this movie because yeah, you hadn't watched it yet, Sean. Yeah. And one of the things I said to to Tommy was like, yeah, I, like some of the characters, like I agree, I didn't really connect with any of the characters, and even Paul who was, like, kind of funny, but he was so horny and grotty in his horniness. Yeah, he's a bit gross. Yep. It was just, like, it would just need to be dialed back two points. And I would have been like, okay, yeah, he's a bit horny, but that's fine. It's He's he's playing it for a laugh. Where, no, he's tipped into, no, you're a bit of a bit of a perv, mate. You're being inappropriate. He's a like, sex pest. Yeah. yeah. He's a sex pest, yeah. And so, like, yeah, cool, I didn't like him. Then. He gets absolutely what he deserves. Mm. Like, a lot of the people in this movie, they reap what they sow. Yeah. yeah. With the only exception being... The, obviously, the people who come to the haunted house right. who don't know what they're getting in for, yeah. Yeah. and the actress who yes. who is like, this isn't a joke, and that that awful bit where in the first like when you what what I, what I do like about it is I I like that they throw that first scene where you see the event unfold mm. and you don't know what's happening, mm. and then you see it again at the end, obviously when it actually happens, and just that shot of the guy running out of the basement. You're like, why are you running away? What did you see? And then you're like, yeah. you piece of shit. You left her there. Yes. Yeah, that yeah, kind of sucks. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. Where like even that, like, yeah, I think what you're like uh, what you're getting at, Sean, is something that I think um Kingy does really well. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but like one thing I love about the Stephen King books is the found family aspect of it. And like Kingy does it well where he writes this found family where these group of people come together, they connect, they bond, and now they're like fighting this impossible force, whatever it might be. It's great. Like something that speaks to me personally, it's something I love to see in a story and it's why I kind of like his work. But it also has the second benefit of we give a fuck about this group of people. They are united. We're probably going to lose some of them. I don't want to lose any of them. I know how much it's going to hurt the other members of the group if one of them does get lost. Like there is so much empathy to play with there. And this one is like it is rife for found family. These people are united under what should be a common umbrella of of pulling off this successful thing. Like they've got this weird passion. They want to build this thing and make it really great. And it doesn't play that way. The main guy kind of has that, but the other guys, the rest of them are just sort of there helping his dream but not really like connected to it and or connected to each other and so then yeah i think for me that's where that that disconnect comes from is that i'm like well you you guys are meant to be a unit over here yeah yeah i, I wanted to ask you guys what you thought about this is something that i kind of keep coming back to with the exception of as above so below mm. found footage tends to have characters that i just don't connect with and it seems silly to me because it should it should be the most obvious move that you want to do in the script make yeah, people care yeah. about what happens to your characters it should be so intimate as well because it is found footage like it's like it's that schlocky thing we talked about in a previous episode where you have like the husband filming the wife and she's like no don't don't film me and like oh yeah. she's gonna die found footage should be all that because they're close they're intimate they're just playing around with the camera that's just buddies having a good time like we should be getting so many of those little intimate moments that make us go geez i love these guys yeah if people want to recommend found footage to us that balances the the pure terror but also the emotional connection to characters do that because that yeah. that that will kill me sean <laughs> i think i know what my second film will be for my year of fear pick so get excited yeah get excited bud yeah oh, i'm not <laughs> like found footage is probably because i'm just thinking about as above so mm. below i think it's the thing i fear the most that the specific genre of yeah of horror 100 percent. i think it's got the biggest potential to scare me and claustrophobia though that's also what gets oh yeah yeah Definitely. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Imagine if the descent had been found footage. Jesus oh, Christ. Well, I think, oh, I think that's, that's going to make me throw up. 
<laughs> yeah, that would be so well, fucked. Well, they did That's make so that awful. movie. It's called As Above, So Below. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I think I think the thing about the found footage film is, like I said, it, it forces you. You can't be a passive observer. Like even mm. even like watching the woman in black, which is really terrifying. Yeah, you can still watch it from sort of a. Out of it, a cinematic point of view. Yeah. yeah whereas yeah. because you were the camera and found footage, there's so much potential for Hill House style bullshit in the background. Mm. Often the camera will be the first thing to go in the room. Yeah, and you know another thing, you know, like when you watch a typical horror movie and they do the old, um, a character opens a cupboard or opens a mirror yeah. or you know the fridge or whatever, and then they close it, and you expect there's probably going to be a face there, at some right? Point, a figure there. Yeah. With the found footage, it's difficult because it's. It's the whole camera turning as if it's your head swiveling and then it's coming back. Whereas in a traditional horror, you know the specific section of the screen mm. where you're probably going to cop the scare. Whereas when that camera swivels back in found footage, it's the entire screen. Yes. Yep. At any minute, you're just expecting there's just going to be a fucking clown, their entire head filling the right, frame right. and trying to kill me. And it's, oh, it's horrific. Yeah. Like the girl under the bed. Sheet. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. yeah it's that it's that fucked. didn't scare me as much as it would have because I think I'd reached the point in the movie where I was starting like the air was coming out a bit for me. Okay. I I reckon I'm gonna do a I'm I'm just gonna put my detective hat on and I'm just gonna do some research. You you continue, folks. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. For me, uh, like I said, because Holly was having such a bad time, it it had that dual purpose of me being like, no, I'm gonna be okay, but also like her fear was sort of leaking onto me a bit. I I think I lost some of it towards the back end, probably in those last 25 minutes that you were talking about, because of the budget, it got to a point where I realized, oh, they don't have the budget to fully utilize what they've set up. Yeah. Like the fact that they've got like the clown, we don't see the clowns move, they just move, which is great initially. I think that works really well because it's like, oh, it's sort of that that holding off as much as you can on showing stuff where we know they're moving, but we don't know how. But I think if they had a better budget, they would have actually been under like, Really make those clowns fucking demonic and awful. Yeah, and even, you know, so we finally get the footage at the end of, of the actress who's tied up in the basement. She's like, yeah. this is not part of the act. Someone help me. And then the figure comes in at her. Mm. There's nothing like really gory about it. Like, No, they, they're in a cloak. Because they obviously don't have the money. They're just yeah. like the cloaks to me were not scary at all. Yeah. That yeah. was when it was like, no, no, the clowns are freaky as fuck. Yes. Yeah. And the other little things that have been happening. The guys in the cloaks are just a, a little bit silly, I think. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to see. I mean, I didn't want to see because it's horrific. Yeah. <laughs> wanted to see absolute fucking carnage yeah. in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of didn't. You just saw panicked people running away and hooded figures closing in. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Um, Sean? Yes, Tom. You, I was going to correct you and, and be a bit of a smartass, but I've just done some timestamp checking. Yeah. Um, a, a helpful website that uh, I think Michael Shanks show introduced to the first yeah. time. Uh, his partner who doesn't like horror films watch, mm. goes to a website called Where's the Jump or When's the Jump. Right. Gives you the timestamp. I've just looked up it for Hell House. Um, the first jump scare comes at the 40-minute mark of the film, roughly. Interesting. Yeah. yeah so okay. it would have been about when you started messaging us. Yeah. Which, which is funny for this kind of film because you know how they go into the house initially and they're looking around and they're all excited. Ah, oh, this is going to be great. Here's what we're going to do. You could... Like the film probably should have done the cheap jump scares. Hmm. Something loud falls over, and yeah, like, true. Actually, there was there was kind of none of that. So it was just this slow, slow, slow build up. And for me, too long. See, I didn't mind the lack of the cheap scares because I think for me it got me to such a point where I was like, something's got to happen. Right, and yeah, okay. I think, yeah, I, I think they set up enough little things like the piano and the the mannequins moving on their own, which weren't yeah. jump scary, mm. but just adds. 
And then finally you get the scene with the piano and they come downstairs and she's just standing in the room talking to herself. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then from there, it all goes fucking mental. So a writer we all love, C. Robert Cargill, he wrote like a horror screenwriting tips thing once. And I'm pretty sure one of his tips was something really scary should happen every eight to ten minutes. Right. And that's that. this film's lacking that. Like that's It really should have a couple of scary moments way earlier on. Mm, mm. They don't have to be... Are you saying, Sean, yeah. are you saying that you would like more jump scares? Well, no, I, I would have because it's... You we've fucking talked about, No, no, we've <laughs> talked about this before. The jump scares are the release. Mm. In order to really get someone scared, you've got to have the occasional release. Yeah, build and then and release. Yeah, release and then build it higher and then release yeah. again and then build it higher. This film doesn't have a release until like, as you said, 40, 45 minutes in. Yeah. And then it tries to compact everything in. And then like Damo said, you reach a point where you're like, they don't actually have the budget mm. to achieve yeah. the build up that they've gone for. So yeah. yeah, it's a really admirable effort. I'm not trying to hang shit on the film. Mm. It is quite scary, but its biggest shortcoming is you don't really care about the characters. Well, we've, we've- How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Talking around it, but let me just put the question out there. Were we scared? Yes. Yeah, I was scared for myself, Great. surely. Yes. Yeah. I, I like, yeah, and yeah. I was too. But to, to the point you were just saying... I agree because it, it is that scene from uh, Willow Creek that we're talking about where I think that that release of tension then makes you more afraid when tension starts ramping up again because you're like, oh, I, I got through the last one and I thought I was okay for a minute there and now I'm not okay. So it's like it's doubled. Not only was it like, oh, I've got the scare I, fear I had before, but for a brief moment I felt good and now I feel bad again. So it's like yeah. it really compounds on itself. And so, yeah, I agree. And like- I, in my letterbox review, that's actually kind of what I wrote is pretty much what you said, where I said, I kind of like, weirdly, 
I think this had the potential to be scarier than it was. Like, oh, for sure. I love a lot of what they've what they've built and the set pieces they've got. I think, like I said, the mannequins are creepy. The clown masks are creepy. The idea of them getting possessed in some fashion and moving around is really creepy. Even like um, I was reading that apparently the the person in that opening scene where we're getting that the audience footage and there's the woman's voice is muffled and you can't quite hear what she's saying. We hear that in the wall sort of thing and basically the line apparently was they're pulling us into the wall like imagine if you'd seen someone just like a clown literally grab someone and then just pull them into a wall yeah into like who knows what this is again where the imagination can sort of build into the horror scenery they're getting pulled into yeah and so i actually think yeah with a slightly bigger budget they could have actually the all the all the hard work has been done they've done a really great job of scaring me without the big budget i think if they'd had a bit more of a budget that would have been me done like i would have would have shat on the floor like it would have just been the worst thing imaginable yeah because just to go back to as above so below again that sort of the the scares progressively build in that they right have yeah. the budget i suppose to pull it off or they the do, creativity yeah. or whatever you want to call it but uh, as that film goes along things get worse and worse and worse it's suffocating mm. it's an underground horror <laughs> this goes the opposite way where the initial things and when i say initial i mean the things that happen halfway through the movie right. they are quite terrifying and then it never it never, it, it, yeah, it's disappointing because it never reaches the heights of the great sort of setup that it has. Mm. And it is for a found footage, it is a good one in the sense that you're never really frustrated at the constant presence of a camera. No. Because it makes sense within the story. Yeah, for business reasons, yeah, of course they're filming it all. And they also do some nice stuff where they show you other camera angles of like the CCTV mm. footage and phone footage and then they're, they're cutting back and forth with the um, the documentary team interviewing. Yeah, um, yeah. I completely nice. forgotten her yeah. name, but interviewing dead chick. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, maybe? Sarah. Yeah, that's it. Was it was Sarah, yeah. yeah. Sarah Havel. Yeah. yeah. What did you think, I guess, Sean, of, of the, the, the twist? That she is dead. Honestly, by that point in the film, I'd sort of checked out to some extent. So for me, I was like, ah, oh, whatever. They're going to try and do a bit of a freaky twist, I guess. It was fine. I, I don't really have a strong feeling either way on it. I Just while we're on the where we scared section, I do want to ask you guys, because mm. you guys were having your little chat before I'd watched it, and you said that there were two big scares. You seem to agree that there were two. Mm. Yep. What, so the first one's the bedsheet woman one. What was the second one? For me, for me, it's it's the scene after the dining room where they run down to, and the clowns appear. Oh, it's yeah. like at the at the bottom of the stairs after the dining room stuff. Okay, yeah, that was it for me too. Yeah, as soon as like when that was happening with those clowns, when it's like because it'd been it'd been alluded to like obviously we keep seeing these clowns, we know something's going to happen with these clowns, and then when they're just like standing there yep. and he's got the footage of it and he's like, oh, who is this pulling a joke on me? He goes back. And then, you know, sees his mate, comes back in, clowns go like all the there's a few little beats of the clowns sort of yeah. moving on their own. Yeah, that like and that was when Holly was like really done. She was like, nah, I wanna go, like I need to stop. Yeah. Now. And that's and that's the shot I think where they look down the stairs and the clown you for the, the you see a clown move for the first time, steps into the basement. Right. That that black and white, awful looking one. The worst one, yeah. And steps into the camera and they lose their fucking minds. It's after Paul goes missing, mm. actually, I think, maybe. But it's it's in that it's in that whole clown sequence, and then the other bit that I hate in the clown bit is there's a great shot where all of them are looking because they can't move their heads. Remember, there's that whole thing: oh, we can't get the mm. heads to move, and they're all looking that way, and then they go out and they come back in, and then all of them are looking at him. Yeah, yeah. and you're like, no, fucking die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's when they find Paul. Right. Yep. Yeah. And I yes. I think that's yes. I think from a filmmaking uh, trying to instill fear, 
that is brilliant. Like you have done the the most low cost thing ever, where you've had to move some friggin' clown masks. What twenty five degrees? I don't even know. Like I think that's brilliant. I actually think because that did scare me. I, yeah, it did exactly what it was meant to. And then yeah, that was kind of the most scared I think I was with that and the girl scene. And then from there, it's kind of what I was mentioning, where I was like, oh, that's all they've got. That's their whole bag of tricks, actually. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not scared of the guys in capes. No, the guys in capes not scary. Yeah, that, like, I don't even understand why they didn't just put those guys in clowns and make them run around and grab people because that would have been worse. Yeah, and like the idea of the girl in the basement being chained up and like screaming for her life that that sucked. That was awful. Like I didn't like that. Yeah, but I don't know if it scared me as much as I was just feeling empathy. Like it was more that that full on empathy rather than full scares for me. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where I fell. It's funny, Tom. You mentioned that website that michael shanks told us about where is the jump scare or whatever when i messaged you halfway through and said i hate you with my whole heart it's the first time in ages that i've thought about that website because there was a part of me that was like i hate the dread and the build-up of Mm. this i kind of wish i just knew when the fucked bits are going to happen because i i don't think i can handle this (laughs) and then the movie went off the rails a little bit for me and i didn't i didn't need that but yeah it's it's ugh. Found footage. Yeah. It can get it can get fucked, honestly. This is why I picked it. This is why I picked yeah. it. Because it can get yes. fucked, sure. And the fact that it got you to that point, even yeah. if it didn't fulfill on it, I still have to take tip my hat. Yeah, you you scared the three of us. So yeah. well done, movie. Big time. Yeah. All right. Did our characters act wisely or foolishly? No. no. Dumbs. Dumb. 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 <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> oh fuck. Um idiots. Yeah. What I want to know is do they have a permit? Like, have they bought that house? It seems like they've just like shown up at the the hotel right. and been like, "Yeah, we're just going to take this over and do a bit do. of work here." Yeah, yeah. Which seems weird to me. It's it's implied that I think they have bought it or put money into hire it, and they don't have any money. Like the mm. whole thing of that they need to do the shit. Like they need to. Yeah, they kind of do the thing of like, why don't we just leave? They they put a, they put that in there by being like, you can't leave because of blah. Yeah, I I think Tom that they didn't. They didn't hit that hard enough. Mm. They didn't really hit like any financial strain. Right. There needed to be a bit where like they all perhaps come to the leader and be like, we're fucking leaving. And for him to just be like, we've sunk every last yeah. dollar we have into this. If this doesn't work, we're all fucked. We're fucked. There was none of that sort of desperation. Mm. It's implied. They do have a conversation that's a little bit like that. Yeah. There's a there's a conversation. Is it um is Alex. Mm. The, he sort of has a conversation with, I think, Sarah about mm. like what, what they've sort of sunk into the movie and how they how much like that they can't really back out and like but you don't get you don't get that explicit bit. But then also then every time they're faced with a with a, a scenario, they so quickly dismiss it as a prank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they're always like, Oh, it's just Paul doing Paul shit. Paul goes missing for like Three days, yeah, and no one seems that fast. And I like this is where I think they should have been. Uh, to your point, Sean, I think they should have like really made it like that. All of them are invested in this idea, where it really just felt that Alex was he was the, the ringleader of it. Like, where it should have been like this is a our company, like our collective company. And then Alex could even go, well, actually, I took out a major fucking loan for our company that we like. We will all fail if like we'll all be bankrupt and then some. Like, owe money to people if we don't pull this off. Where again, just a few extra beats of them, one coming together as a group and like, yep, they collectively got this shared dream of pulling off this thing and making a making a packet off of it. And then ultimately the shared cost of what that will mean if it goes tits up. Like just to really play both sides of that. I agree with that completely. On the Paul thing though, they kind of do play it off as like, oh, I remember the last house we did, he just fucking disappeared. He didn't show up for two days or <laughs> yeah, something. So yeah. I guess that can kind of explain it. Yeah. But yeah, it's so frustrating when like, 
Even like you could excuse it if it was like little things happening, but it's quite big. It's like, you know, I think Paul straps the camera on and they're going to do a test run. Yeah. He's like, all right, cue the lights. And then how many freaks are there supposed to be? Two. And then we see a third figure. Right. That is, you have, it's not just his word versus theirs. It's video footage. <laughs> yeah. And they even yeah. do a freeze frame. Is this filmed, this is like early 2000, no, what is this? It's like 2008. Yeah, I think so. It's not like, yeah. it's not like we're recording onto a tape mm. and they're, they haven't watched it back yet. They even watch it and they accuse him of doing a prank. Yeah, I don't understand how you could watch that and just be like, let's keep going ahead. Right. Like it's, it's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. make some they make And there's, some other, there's other ones, but I think that's the worst one. I think the yeah. one where they do the, the test and there's the third figure mm. and it's a creepy looking fucking thing. Yeah. Like, is that one of the clowns? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But like, I think they're all accounted for, mm. numbers-wise. They're all in the control room watching. So for them to be like, oh, you, you set that up, How use your brains, guys. How did he do that? Yeah, he's There's filming no it. way for him to have done yeah, that. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's insane. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> but even like, Paul goes missing, and then they have all that stuff with the clowns and, and Sarah speaking weird shit in the middle of the night. Mm. Yeah. They still choose to open. Like, there's enough bits just before they decide to open where you could just call it. Yeah. Like, enough stuff has gone wrong, and I think that's where the money thing, they bring that up there. Yeah, Alex yeah. is like, we have to open, and then we'll, we'll, we'll close and we'll get out. Like, that's it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, like, but, yeah, you're right. There's There's so many... So much stuff goes wrong and they're not in... There's no evidence to prove they're in too deep mm. that they couldn't just cut their losses. So, yeah. they're idiots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- this is something I lose track of in the chaos of the end of the film. Do any of them die? Any of our main people? Yeah, all of them. All of them. Every Except single one for Sarah. Of them. They all die. Well, okay. even Sarah does. Nah, like, Sarah does too. Yeah, but like we don't know that till the very end. But like no. Sarah is dead, but like the her body, you know, mm. it's still possessed or whatever. Yeah. How is that character not in jail if like 15 plus people have died at this <laughs> this fucking event that you've probably run illegally and not lived up to the code of conduct yeah, and all yeah. sorts of shit like she's found as the only survivor i mean she's not the only survivor though because like a bunch of people got out of the house mm. from the crew though from the sure. crew but like what is the whole they do the journalist thing early on and there's this whole fascination of like it's a big cover-up like, everyone's got gag orders. The police won't say anything. Mm. Why? Like, that's never really answered. Yeah, yeah. Like, what is what is the mystery? Like, we watch the movie and go, oh, it's like a supernatural, the house is ghosts. It's, also, uh, it's a cooked thing. Mm. But why would the police be like, well, it's going to wash our hands with this. We can't figure this out. Let's put a gag order on every single person that attended this event. It seems bizarre to me. The only thing I can think, and I'm not... I'm definitely not trying to come to its defense. The only thing I can think is because they haven't figured it out, they're still like, well, it's an ongoing case, so we can't talk about it. That's the only thing I can think of. But I still think it's bonkers because it's been years later. Yeah. And yeah, it makes no it, it literally makes no sense. And then even for the Sarah thing, like, did she did she go missing? Like, does people do people know where she's been? Like, because obviously they ask, like, where have you been? And she's like, oh, I've been in a better place, which is like, oh, because you're, <laughs> you're dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I have to imagine she's been in the in the walls of the hotel or whatever. Probably it been is. staying in 2C. Room 2C yeah, exactly. But, right. Yeah. So, like, yeah, but you're right. How did nobody wonder where she was? Or, like, did they, did the police find her body dead? In which case, surely the reporters would know that she had, like, there's a lot of unanswered questions. I, I think it's also the thing of, like, they have a cool twist, but they don't necessarily... And maybe that's the, the reason... That's the reason why this film isn't a five, is that mm. it has a lot of bits that are like, they're really cool. Uh, the sum of its parts are a little bit better than its whole, I think. Yeah, it's a good way to put yeah. it. Yeah, I can agree with that. And that, that Sarah Havel stuff is a perfect example. Mm. Spooky twist, freaky ending. Yeah. Don't understand. 
once you dig into all it, yeah, the, the yeah, logic yeah, of yeah, it doesn't yeah. hold up at all. Like the, I honestly find the police thing just so baffling. Yeah, that everybody just was like washing their hands of this whole thing and been <laughs> like, like fifteen people died. It's not even like I could understand the police being like, ah, we'll never figure it out mm. if it was just like some people got injured at a haunted house and mm. now it's closed down. Fifty, like it's so like many a people mass died. murder <laughs> yeah, event. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is like it's insane. This is news yeah. for years. Yeah, exactly. And there's there's people have footage on their phones and shit. Like it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, crazy. Can I say someone who was smart? Yeah. Who was wise? Hmm. So, one, the 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 photographer they were talking to. So, in the early interview scenes, they're talking to like the the book critic, the author, or whatever he was, who was a bit pretentious. Yep. And then the the um, the journalist. Well, he was actually a photographer. Oh, is okay. what, But yeah, I guess yeah, as a journal, as a photography journalist. Anyway, one, I actually thought him as an actor was really good. He was the best. He was amazing, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. There's something about him where I just like, it made me think of um, the dad from- The Australian one. Lake Mungo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where I just I just believed it. I just like, he was doing everything right. His mannerisms were perfect. His timing in the delivery of this dialogue was spot on. I just thought, shit, this guy's fucking good. Yeah. Like, I don't know who he is or if he's done anything since, but- very impressed. Yeah. But then also, he has a line when when he breaks in and he's doing the photography stuff. He just sort of calmly says, yeah, I took some of the boards away. I went in. I saw the the basement. I thought, I'm definitely not going down there. Oh, legend. Music to my ears. What yeah. a, I love what a hearing brilliant like, and beautiful man. Yeah. Yes. And then yes. the guy at the end who goes into the house, uh, like uh, he doesn't act wisely because he goes in, but the whole time he's in there, he's kind of like, oh, I don't want to do this. We're not doing that. Yeah. So I guess he's trying him. to get out of there as quickly he's as he trying can. To get yeah. Out. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone else, yeah. <laughs> big Ooh, dumb yeah. energy. <laughs> yep. I love the idea though of a crew that go around just flipping haunted houses. That's a cool concept. It's pretty great. It's a cool it's, concept. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It is good. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand the logic of how their company works at times because <laughs> I honestly don't think they've got permits. I think they just rolled in. And They're Hellhouse LLC, uh, Limited Liability yeah. Company or whatever <laughs> the LLC yeah. stands for. Do you reckon they just added LLC into the title because there are other films called Hellhouse? I, no, I think it's because the idea is that their their business model is making Hellhouse. So it's like Hellhouse Inc. Right. would have probably been workshopped as well. Yeah, cool. yeah that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. All right. How would the three of us done? Um, we are uh, geniuses. We survived comfortably. <laughs> okay, I'm not yeah. even, like, we just do. Sean, for all the reasons that we just discussed, yes. there would be enough details that even if we got to the last night, which is we've kicked over enough stones, we would still be like, you know what, boys? Let's pull the fucking pin. Scaredy boy house will never open. Tom, you are so right because these ghosts obviously gave them so much reason to get out of there. They were shooting their loads so early, these frigid ghosts or whatever the fuck they were. We would have been like, oh, extra dude on the footage? Bye, guys. We're out. We'll sleep in our cars. Doesn't matter. Yep. Yep. We're not going to hang out here for another second. Like I'll sell my body. I'll do, you know, <laughs> just... Midnight Cowboy, that shit. But yeah, the spooks shot their load too early. Yeah. Premature ejaculation all over the place. We would have been out of there. Like, <laughs> sorry, guys. You did not do. You failed. You failed as ghosts. What's the kicking of the stones? I think just us setting up there. I think it's as simple as them making the decision to sleep there. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Beyond that, we can just leave. Yeah, I think yeah. we can. I think we just walk away. I think we just cut our losses. I think we just cut. Yeah, we cut our losses. Uh, Scaredy Boys LLC house doesn't just never takes off. We're, we're a podcast, not a not a theme park. We yeah. tried. We branched out. We tried to expand. Yeah. Look, Look, maybe we'll try Patreon or whatever, but yeah. it turns out Hell Houses aren't working. I must say, in my scaredy boy little heart, I did look at this endeavor and be like, it would be fun to do that. <laughs> <laughs>
Don't you think? Well, no. no. Did you watch the rest of the movie? Yeah, but the mistake they made is they picked a haunted place. <laughs> yeah. And it's clear that the leader knows yeah. about the haunted yeah, aspect yeah. of yeah. it and hasn't told them. So he's a big dog. Also dumb. He's a massive dog. Dumb as oh, fuck. Very yeah, dumb. There's yeah, that yeah, bit where dumb. they're asking about the history and he gets really like, no, nah, just doesn't matter. Yeah, I didn't know. Whatever. See, we wouldn't do that. No. We wouldn't pick a bad place. We'd pick like Paddington's house and then make it look <laughs> scary. And we'd be safe forever. And then have marmalade sandwiches at the end for everyone. It's like, Imagine it's that. okay. You've been scared, but here's a marmalade sandwich. You're going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> On the way out, yeah. everyone gets a marmalade yeah, exactly. sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think we're fine. I think, I think our house, our house, I think our spooky house, just, I think we're safe is the, yeah. is the gist. I agree. They shot their load. We'll walk away. Everyone's happy. Well, not the ghosts, but fuck them. We walk away with load on our face, and sometimes you have to. <laughs> yeah. You know what would be enough for, to make me walk away? Early on, Paul's filming, and uh, a woman enters the room, and he just thinks it's Sarah. Right. Oh, you sleepwalking? If I thought one of you was sleepwalking into my room, I'd pack the car and go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, That's enough. Yeah. It would literally be a case of, I've seen this movie. Time to yeah. leave. Yeah. yeah. Let, let's be honest. We'd walk into that house and just be like, nope. Oh, God. No. Yeah. Like, that's, why? That's actually why? true. What are we even doing? <laughs> like, oh, we've made a terrible mistake. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Doesn't matter. We'll pay and off. And then as money. we're leaving, Tom goes, boys, year of fear. Year of fear. <laughs> and we go back in. <laughs> and live, and live, in, in, that live in that house for a year <laughs> in room 2C. Ooh. Oh, no. Can we have marmalade sandwiches back? Forever. Forever. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. And if you scary listeners have any comments about this episode, would like to say hi you can email us at three scaredboys at gmail.com or you can find us on twitter at scaredy boys or individually i'm at midday pajamas i'm at carney from 55 and i'm in room 2c Mm. stay scared everyone fuck you tom and fuck the year of fear